Hallelujah. He is worthy of it all. Just the chorus. He is... <clears throat> you are worthy of it all. Oh, you are worthy of it all. Oh, you are all and to together. Heavenly Father, we've sung the song, you said it, we believe it. Lord, we sang you are worthy of it all, Lord. We mean these things from the depths of our heart, Father. So many good things you have done for us, so many blessings. Lord, just even to walk in the light as you are in the light is a calling that is so high. I think we don't even recognize how high a calling we have been called to, Lord. Oh, Father, let us see you the way you want us to see you. Cause us to know you the way you want us to know you. In the power of your resurrection. In the spreading of your supernatural. In the sovereignty of your grace. In every way made known amongst your people in power and in demonstration. You see the hands. You see the needs that are represented here, Lord. Many might be unspoken. But Lord, they're not looking to this prayer. They're looking to you, Lord. To touch the hem of your garment by faith this evening. That virtue might flow from your presence into the very need that we have. Knowing that with our God, nothing is impossible. Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you, Lord. And thank you for this service tonight as Brother Murphy comes to bring the word. We pray that you'll anoint him once again, Lord. Pray you just take the gift that you've placed within him, Father. Take it into your hands and use it for your glory. May it glorify the name of Jesus Christ. That out of those mortal lips might come immortal words, Lord, that will touch the depths of our being, causing us to raise up in faith, recognizing who we are, laying hold of our inheritance, our rightful possession. Lord, we give this service to you. Anoint the music, the singing, every part of it. 
Lord, even out on the internet, if those be streaming, may your atmosphere be in their room even right now, we pray. May the sweetness that comes with you, Lord, may it overshadow each and every one, we pray. We love you, Father. Thank you for your goodness. We commit this service to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. You have your seats. Brother Ray has a special for us. If you could get ready. Let's sing, Consume You, Lord, with the fire of your spirit. Hallelujah. Consume me, Lord, with the fire. Jesus didn't throw the clay. 
He picks up those broken pieces. He doesn't throw the clay away. Over and over, he molds me and makes me into his likeness. He fashions. this clay I'm a vessel of honor I am today all because Jesus never throws the clay away a vessel and throw this clay away. Just as our brother Murphy comes, I wonder if we can sing Psalms 20 or 34. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. Amen. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from every fear. Oh, those who look
am to worship, here I am to bow down. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. And beauty that makes this heart. Father, what a king of all kings that we serve, the Lord of all Lord that we serve. We thank you, Lord. We're coming here to worship you. Lord, we're not worshiping just something in the air. We're not worshiping some merely just a word. But Lord, we're worshiping a person. And that person has a divide in himself and living in each one of us. We thank you, Lord. You come in in this form of a Holy Spirit. Lord, to change the life, to transform us completely, to change our nature, that even the people in the world cannot even recognize. But Lord, you know who we are, Lord. And we know who we are by the word that you have shared to us. We thank you, Lord. Lord, we pray, Lord, for the rest of the service. Lord, and may your Holy Spirit continue to moving. Lord, we coming here, want to see God move. We're not just coming here, just warm the pew. But Lord, we want to see God move mightily among us. You have done the great things that are in us. Lord, in the last little while. Lord, even not just years ago. But Lord, even just in the few days ago. In the 
different services in the camp. Lord, we can see God, you are still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, we just pray, Lord, you take it over of the service as you have already done so. Lord, just move us into the heavenly realm so that we can see you in more reality, can see our God and speaking to us and speaking to our loved ones. We thank you, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. So good to be back to the house of God again. And to the really, uh, uh, every day I think that we have a lot of things to be thankful. That we're still living here and to believe in the word. And to see the ones that be saved. To see the sick be healed. And see God is just moving among us. And that just proves one thing. The heaven that he prepared us is the reality. It's not that we just uh, say some slogan and try to pump ourselves up, but He made Himself real to us on this earth so that we know where we're going to. What He prepared for us is real. We're thankful for that. Let's turn to the Scripture, uh, Gospel of John, chapter 10. St. John, chapter 10, verse 22. And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, and it was a winter. And Jesus walked in the temple and in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. I think Jesus has already showed himself so clearly, but their eyes were so blind they couldn't even see it. The reason is... It's because they want to see what they want to see. They don't want to humble themselves to see what God wants them to see. If a person can surrender himself, can yield himself, just humble himself, say, Lord, you make yourself real to me. God is obligated to make himself become a reality. And Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not. Because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which give them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. May the Lord bless his word. You may be seated. I want to use uh, the scripture, the 27 is, my sheep uh, hear my voice. Uh, you know, there is a lot of sheep, but there is a special group of a sheep. And Jesus called them my sheep. And there is only one identification or evidence to show that you are the sheep of God, that you hear his voice. When he speaks it, you recognize it, and you believe it, and you receive it, and he becomes your shepherd, and you are his sheep, and he will make sure you go to the heavenly realm that he give it to you, and he will make sure you will have an eternal life, and he will make sure no enemy can pluck you out of his hand. It's just that simple. <laughs> but let's, uh, uh, let's look at uh, the sheep. <laughs> I know it's not, uh, uh, not uh, a pleasant subject when we talk about a sheep, because whenever we start to talk about a sheep, 
I think the first thing that we think about a sheep is dumb. Both sheep possess many character, which is not look as very good. But even that, Jesus said, you're my sheep. And what make him is to say that we're his sheep and he's the shepherd. And the shepherd in the Egyptians, and they consider them as the most um, uh, horrible uh, things. So that they, they don't even want to let their hand to, uh, to touch the, uh, them. Because they, they're thinking of such a dirty work. And so nobody wants to be a sheep herder. But Jesus compared himself as a shepherd. And if it's a shepherd, he's only shepherding the sheep. And so when we talk about a sheep, you know, I'm not the scientific uh, uh, type of a guy. I try to do a lot of research. My mind of reading things is very limited. I, I got to read, uh, even when I was a kid, I have to read something with a picture. If without picture, I can't read it all. I'm so, I, I was so surprised how the Lord even led me to read the message and sent me down here for 20-some years to translate it. I said, that's a miracle. But um, uh, I just do a little brief search. Um, it said uh, sheep, and they talk, when they talk about a sheep, they said the sheep do not defend territory, although they do form home range. So make it a simple form so that I can understand. The sheep is not a territorial type of animal. The sheep doesn't say, hey, this is my territory. You're not going to do anything. You're not going to come into this place. But sheep also is do form home range. Uh, can I put it in this way? Sheep has a home church. Though the sheep doesn't have a territory, the sheep doesn't say, hey, this is my territory. You cannot do that. You cannot translate it. You cannot do this. This is my territory. You're not allowed to do this. No, sheep doesn't do that. Sheep, though sheep don't have a territory, but sheep has a home ranch. Sheep has its own home. And I read it on the Wikipedia, and they said to the sheep, actually... They're, um, uh, they're, uh, they're, uh, they're a type of animal, and they only uh, uh, graze in a certain area. Even they don't just go far away and try to graze and graze and graze. They just form the little territory, uh, little range over there. They're constantly eating it. They're constantly eating it. And when they uh, feed it out and have no food, they don't know how to range out to go far away. The shepherd has to lead him. And that's the sheep's character. And uh, it's also, I said, um, all sheep have to have a tendency to congregate close to other members of a flock. They said, although this uh, behavior varies with the breed, that means the sheep is um, a type of uh, social animal. The sheep, they, uh, they uh, fellowship together. Sheep doesn't, um, you, don't, you say lone wolf, but you don't say lone sheep. Uh, because when sheep without fellowship, they become stressful. So that's why the believers, they love fellowship. And the sheep uh, can become stressed when separated from their flock members. So that's uh, 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 the shepherd uh, parabled us, uh, said that we are sheep. That the sheep love to fellowship around together. The sheep want to flock together. They don't want to go just by themselves. When you saw the sheep that's only by themselves, that sheep got sick. That sheep got some problem. Because if they're the healthy sheep, the sheep always, they flock together. And uh, it also talks about the sheep. It said, it said the relationships uh, ships in flocks tend to be closest among related sheep. This is kind of interesting. 
when I read it. And I understand a lot of things when I read this, uh, 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 talk about this type of uh, behavior. He said, in mixed breed flocks, subgroups of the same breed tend to form. And to those sheep, though they flock together, but if there is a mixed breed of a flock, the, the same breed, they tend to get together. And the subgroups of the same breed, they tend to form a clan. Does that sound familiar? I was always cannot understand why the Chinese always want to be with Chinese. The Filipinos always with the Filipinos. And the Congolese always with the Congolese. I'm kind of, sometimes I try to break that, but then when I read that, I said, okay. <laughs> That's a sheep. Because the sheep, even they're in a mixed breed, but they're all sheep. See, sheep have a different character. The, the different breed, they have a different character, but they are all sheep. They're under one shepherd. Though they have a culture difference, though they have a language difference, though some of them they tend to be a, a flock together, but they're all one breed of sheep. My sheep hear my voice. They have a common character. They all hear the same message. They all hear the, the same word. Though they tend to be clannish, that one group and another group, and no matter how you try to break them, they will not to do that. But I then thank God. God put us all together. We all believe in one word. And they also talk about a sheep. It's that a sheep can recognize individual human. And the ovine face. That means sheep's face. And remember them for years. They had a, a with, with other sheep as a... a um, uh, a dumb animal, but actually they can remember. What a surprise. And for they can remember 50 other different sheep's face for over two years. It was a good memory though. But for the sheep like this size, if you don't show it up oh, a few months, I might forget your name. Because it says the sheep only remember 50 of them for two years. If I forgot your name, that shows, hey, you haven't come to the church for a while. <laughs> so sheep's memory is limited. And those sheep can recognize the individual. But you know, sheep recognize his shepherd. They might not recognize each other, but when the voice of a shepherd speaks to them, they might recognize your face. They might recognize each other. They might be in between them. They might have some fussing and the conflict and things. But when a shepherd starts speaking, the sheep always recognize it. Amen. And he said to the sheep, during flocking, sheep have a strong tendency to follow. And the leader may simply be the first individual to move. That can be good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> Because whenever there's those things that happen, they're not just, they're sheep of followers. They're not leaders. Sheep always follow the leadership. But the problem is, the sheep sometimes doesn't recognize who is their leader. So whatever, who makes the first move, that sheep just follow. If a woman run, everybody, everybody started running with that one. They never try to check it up, the qualification of the leader of the sheep. They just, when they got to become a panic, they just start to run. And you ask, why you run? I don't know. Somebody's running. 
Why you leave? I don't know somebody's leaving. They never, if the sheep is a follower, that's good, but that's also bad. Sheep must recognize who his shepherd is. When he recognizes that voice of a shepherd, and he must be focused on that shepherd's voice, no matter what other vo- voice try to say, no matter how many voices try to say, that sheep always hearing that shepherd's voice. And he said, uh, their flocking behavior and the quickness to flee and the panic can make a shepherding a difficult endeavor for the uninitiated or untrained. So sheep is high maintenance. And for the shepherd, it has to be constantly on the sheep. And the sheep, uh, whenever there is a panic, whenever there is things happen, is there the first response? Come on, let's go. Let's run. Let's run out of here. Let's run here. Let's run there. But that's, so that makes it a big hassle for the shepherd to shepherding them. But not for the trained shepherd. If the shepherd was a trained, the shepherd always have a way to calm the sheep. The shepherds always have a way to bring all the sheep back and to where the pastures is at. But for the untrained the sheep, the, the shepherd, when those things happen, the untrained, they become a, such a difficult job for them. And the, the Bible even said, if they're just hirelings, they just run. They just get out of there. But the, the good shepherd, he was always calming them. He was always with sheep. It's not because the sheep is just running, so the shepherd said, forget about it. This sheep has the hopeless. This sheep just have no, uh, just have no abilities is in there. I've been training him and I'm doing this as a little years. The sheep just, just leave them. No. The shepherd will go miles try to find that the one lost the sheep. That is our great shepherd, Jesus Christ. Amen. And in the fellowship, Brother Branham said, But them sheep follow the, the, the shepherd and never look right or left. Just one right on through with the shepherd. He was talking about, uh, not a story, but it was an experience that he had. He went to those oriental uh, orient, uh, place. And uh, there was a shepherd that gets to the, the sheep. And so they're going through the, the city. And while they're going through, and they're not um, uh, on, the, on the city streets, there's a left and right that it was on the market. They had all the dainty uh, had a pears, had a vegetables, and that everything was just lay on the street, and the shepherd just leading the sheep going right through. But those sheep, they are so trained, and they look at that shepherd, no matter how dainty, how good things that are seemingly just on the left and the right, but they never even look at the left and right, and they just go through wherever the shepherd is go, and that the sheep will follow. And he said, then Brother Bram said, I said, Brother, you excuse me for a minute. I just go to, I just got to praise the Lord. Following in the footsteps of the shepherd, my sheep know my voice. A stranger, they will not follow. Just move where he'd move. He'd go right there. He was tempted on every hand, everywhere. Keep your eyes on the shepherd. Don't look to yourself. Look at the shepherd and move on. You know, the one a sheep look at the shepherd, 
they actually don't recognize the whole shape of the shepherd. They don't recognize that the shepherd's dress or his shoes or how he, uh, how, uh, you know, how, how he uh, make it up his, his hair and everything. The sheep only recognize the shepherd's face. And the sheep also got a hearing. He can hear the voice of the shepherd. And then I saw that a little clip. And when a shepherd was on, shepherd was always in the front of the sheep. And it was at a staff. And they can't see the face of the shepherd. But they can see to the back of the shepherd. But there the shepherd constantly speaking to the sheep. They're, oh, oh, they're, oh, they're, they're always making a certain song. So whenever the shepherd are, they can always, the sheep, hear the voice of the shepherd. And that's our great shepherd. Whenever he, even he's not a face to face with us. But you cannot just by recognizing the shepherd with his address. You cannot recognize the shepherd just with his church. You cannot recognize the shepherd just with his figure. But you recognize the shepherd with his voice. And his voice is his word in this hour. Whenever you hear the word, though you don't understand fully, but from the tone of it, just like the sheep. Does the sheep understand English or Chinese? Doesn't matter. You know, I saw some people there the training their dog. They just said, uh, oh, Susie, come on over here. I thought, that's dumb. Does the dog know who Susie is? This is Tom Brady. Dog only recognizes the tone of it. You know the sheep do the same thing. He doesn't fully understand the language, but when his master started speaking, he recognized the tone of it. We might not fully understand the whole revealed of the word, but when the master started speaking to you, you recognize it right away. And then in the shepherd of the out of the sheepfold, Brother Bram said, he said, uh, he's talking about the, the same event. He said, what about that fellow? He said, that them sheep is so devoted to the shepherd till they pay no attention to nothing, but they follow him. And I thought, oh God, your church should be so devoted to you that the temptation of the world has nothing to do with them. They keep their mind on the shepherd. Oh, to follow the footstep of the shepherd, that's it. Don't be tempted, tossed about, worried, tempted here, down here. And today you got the victory and tomorrow you are out of the victory. Follow the shepherd. He's leading. If the sheep look at left and right, look at all the surrounding, uh, the circumstance and environment, the sheep will get lost. But as long as the sheep hear the comforting voice of the shepherd, the sheep will never be lost. Because the shepherd will never leading the sheep to danger. The shepherd will never leading the sheep to destruction. The shepherd always leading the sheep to the pasture. Though that during the process, you might go through the dangerous ground. But as long as you follow the shepherd, if the shepherd is not down, you follow him, you will go to the safety. And that's why when we believe that Christ is the person. When you hear the word, the word was generated or spoke from the mouth of that shepherd. And that word was always leading you to the safety. That's why stay with the word. No matter what situation that you are in. No matter what the difficulty that you are in. No matter what circumstances that you are in. As long as you hear that word. That word will always be leading you to the safety. 
But if you just look at left and right, look at this opinion, that idea, there are all kinds of immense idea, you will fall into the trap, fall into the danger. But if you listen to that voice, though you don't see the face of the shepherd, though seemingly he was just in the front, just roughly a figure in front, but as long as you hear that word, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, that is the voice of a shepherd. When you hear that voice, that he is not only just in the years ago, but is still alive today, that's the shepherd. When you hear the words that by my stripe, that you were here, you were healed, that's the voice of a shepherd. When you hear the believe on Jesus Christ, you and your house shall be saved, that's the voice of the shepherd. And those sheep are so devoted to the shepherd. That experience it with him. They know how to follow him. They have a full trust to the shepherd. And I sometimes I wonder, what is our most desired thing that in our life? I'm not talking about what we mouth, our mouth that we say it. I'm talking about our action. Our life that we lived. What is the most important things that are in our life? And sometimes, you know, we pray for the healing. We pray for our, uh, our family. We pray for the forget a job. We pray for all those things which are necessary that's in our life. But what is the most important thing that in our life? And Jesus, uh, the, the disciples ask, he says, Lord, teach us how to pray. And Jesus said unto them, he said, uh, he showed them how to pray. He said, our Father, which are in heaven, he is the most important one. Though we live on the earth, we need healing. Though we all know we need job. We need to see, uh, uh, to, uh, to put food under the table, to pay the bill, to do all of it. But what is the most important thing? He didn't put that first to give us the daily bread. But he said, our Father which are in heaven. He's the provider. He's the protector. He's the shepherd. To those sheep, the shepherd is their father. To those sheep, that's the only thing that they're caring about. Where the shepherd is, that's where the food are. Where the shepherd is, that's where the safety. And he said, after this manner, he said, then they said, thy kingdom come. It's not that it's just our daily life that is on earth. But he said, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And then the prophet said, those sheep are so devoted to the shepherd. I wonder if we as the sheep, should this be our most devoted object that we are? Thy kingdom come. Lord, we're not living on this earth just for some earthly benefit. We're not coming to the church just for to draw some earthly benefit. Give me a little social life. Comfort me a little bit. And send me home. Just give me a little uh, some, uh, some sort of word so that I can feel calm. I can feel comforted. I can feel okay. That will fulfill my religious, uh, religious desire so that I won't be condemned. That's not supposed to be. Rapture is our goal. Thy kingdom come, Lord. Have a dominion over this earth so that I'm living. But my father, you haven't prepared a place for me. I'm longing and yearning for that. Every day my life should be for that. I should be a devoted sheep 
just so focused on the shepherd, Lord, all the rest of the things, it's just a failure. Just help me to pull through on this earth. And the scripture also said in John 10, verse 3, said it to him that the portal opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. A shepherd gave to each sheep a name. I don't believe that the shepherd, uh, well, the, uh, the sheep will really understand that it's a Susie or, or, or a Johnny or whatever that name it is. But just from the, the tone of it, the shepherd become a personal shepherd to him, to the sheep. And God is a personal shepherd. And he doesn't want to be just a generally he's as a, a, a sheep herder. But he is a shepherd, is a personal to individual. So that's why the, the, he said that the shepherd, he called his own sheep by name. By giving it a sheep in the name, by giving the sheep a, a different tone, then that sheep would become a, his a personal property. And become an individually got a connection that with the shepherd. I think that's our shepherd to us. And he's a personal God to each one of us. And that by becoming a personal, then you have a connection with the one that gives you the life. Amen. And then when the sheep are hurting, and then the sheep will recognize his voice. And maybe the different sheep have a different, heard a different tone. But you see, that's the shepherd's way of doing things. When he called you, Brother Alex, and he called you, Brother Sterling, that was a different calling. And hey, your name is different. Your personality is different. But God will make sure when he calls you, you will recognize him. Yeah. And he said, when you are sick, he said, I'm the Lord that heals thee. And when you are having you come to the oh, a dry moment, in the drought, he said, I'm the one that is the living water. He become a personal God that is to each one of us. And that even in the science that they said that the sheep, if it work with the sheep, because they said that the sheep was always, a, they said that they were dumb, they were not to the intelligence. But he said if the sheep, if you person that work with the sheep patiently, sheep may learn their names. It takes a lot of time to constantly repeating to the sheep, Nathan, Nathan, Nathan. And that sheep was so dumb, he wouldn't recognize in the first place who you're talking to. This is for you. Me? Really? I don't need that. But if you're constantly, patiently, that shepherd talking to the sheep, the sheep will one day be done on him. Oh, my word. My Lord is talking to me. The shepherd is always patiently working with the sheep. And the shepherd constantly talking to the sheep, but calling him by the name. And a lot of time you find out that the shepherd calling the name, they associated their name with the food. That's the way to training a dog, I guess. And to training the sheep in the same way. The shepherd once in a while will have some of the good food that a special sheep that we really like. And he said, sheepy, sheepy, sheepy. And that sheep, the lucky hand that they come and eat it, he said, your name is 
Julie? Julia? Your name is Jeremy? And in the beginning, they wouldn't have recognized it. But when they constantly, he put a food in there. And when they eat it, and they soon forget. And they go home, just do whatever that he wants to do. But then the second time, he called him back again and gave him a special food again. And time after time after time, and he remembered whenever God called his name, he always associated that with the food. And to the believer, it's the same way. And when God wants us to remember what our name is, He always feeds us with His Word. And when He feeds us His Word, He has a purpose for that. Remember your name. Your name is called a bride. Your name is not called a sinner anymore. Your name is not a little sinner anymore. I call you my bride. I don't call you a church anymore. I call you your bride. I call you, you are the little Messiah. I call you, you are the bride. I'm your bridegroom. This is your name. Don't forget your name. That's why the, the word has been constantly to reminding us, to reminding us. And sometimes some I think, you know, the word being reminding is repeating it too much. But you know, next to service, it'll come back at it again. It said, you're sinless. And you never see it in the first place. You're the bride of Jesus Christ. The heaven was made for you. And you're so rejoiced. You're hallelujah all the time. Go home. Within two days, you forget your name is. But when the next time you come in again, and there's a special word that's coming to you again. And then it's trying to remind you the same thing over and over and over and again. So that when next time, when they call you, say, you're the bride. You're not to live on this earth. You're coming with me. You catch the revelation, and you go with him. Amen. And we talk about the sheep. And the one the sheep had a very poor vision to uh, look at, um, um, I think I forgot the word, peripheral. They don't have the perception of depth. So they, they don't know uh, how shallow or how they, they can recognize it. They can't see uh, far away. They don't know the, um, the distance of it, I guess. So then that, uh, when they don't know, then the sheep has a tendency just uh, uh, become hesitant. They don't move. Because they can't see it. And then the shepherd has to come in over. That's why the shepherd is always in front of them. And to leading the sheep. So the sheep can only saw the shepherd and hear it is a voice. Wherever the shepherd goes, the sheep will follow. And wherever our Lord was leading, you just follow. Sometimes the situation you're going through, it seems so horrendous. Sometimes the things that you went through, it seems like it's so dark. But as long as you hear the word, as long as you hear the voice of the shepherd, and you just follow him, he will always lead you into the safety. Amen. And to the sheep also in general, it said the sheep has the tendency to move out of the darkness and into a well-lit area. In another word, a sheep doesn't like to stay in the dark. Sheep like lights. Isn't that sounds like a real Christian? They don't like just to stay in the dark place. 
What's the good and what's benefited by your staying in the dark room just by yourself? What benefited by you just staying in your gloomy and just let the devils uh, keep whispering on you? You're nothing. You're a failure. You're a loser. You're this and you're that. Sheep always want to get out of the darkness, try to go into the littered area. You go to the littered area. This is the word of God. When you hear the word, that's your light. Don't just stay there in your darkness. Don't just stay there and woe unto me. Go to where the light is. Go to find somewhere that the word of God has been preached. Go to fellowship with someone that's not a gloomy and a negative, but a positive, always a belief, and always encouraging you. Go to those places. And the sheep also has another character. And when the sheep was disturbed, they always prefer to move uphill instead of down the hill. I never know that until I heard that. I think that's one thing about the good sheep. They don't move down. They try to move up the hill. When you were disturbed, when the sheep was disturbed, they always want to go higher place. You know, when a true believer, when they were disturbed, when they were being attacked or in a panic, you run, is right, but run to the uphill. Climbing up, run to the higher place. Run into the Holy Spirit, run into Jesus. That he prepared the place for you. Not just running down, run to the world. Run to some higher place where the safety is at. And a shepherd, no matter what situation, the shepherd will never leave the sheep. And even when the sheep was lost, the shepherd has to go to find him. And the Bible in John, they said, he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now it is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. Because the sheep was always follow the shepherd. They always want to hear the voice of the shepherd. And the one we're talking about, the voice of the shepherd, and the, here it is said, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, they that are here shall live. Even the person that is dead, but they still possess that in them, there is ability to hear the voice of their shepherd. Even the, the sheep, no matter how sick they are, the sheep, and how wayward they are, but they can still possess the ability to hear the word of God, to hear the voice of God. Let's look into this a little bit. Dead, that means lifeless. That means uh, destitute of life, without life, inanimate, spiritually dead. Destitute of a life that recognizes and is devoted to God. Because given up to trespasses and sin. Inactive as respects doing right. That's dead. It's not just a physical dead, but a spiritually dead. But the Bible said that even the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God. And they that hear shall live. What does a live mean? 
Live means to live, to breathe, and to enjoy real life. To have a true life. And worthy of the name. Active, blessed, endless in the kingdom of a God. And to be in full vigor. To be fresh, strong, and be powerful. That was a, such an extreme from the dead. When this person was dead, it was a lifeless. But when they hear the voice of the great shepherd, when they hear the voice of a son of a God, and they can be full of a vigor again. They can rejoice, enjoy the real life again. They can to have a true life again. Can become active. Can become a bliss. Can become a powerful. That is when you hear the voice of the Son of a God can turn a person from the dead into the living person. And in the book of Ezekiel, they talk about the dry bones. And when those dry bones was a, it was such a dryness that uh, there's a no flesh, there's no tendons, there's a no blood, there's a no blood cell, and nothing resembling to a living person that in that dry bone. But when they are here, the son of a man is to prophesy again. Those dry bones will become alive again. No matter how dry they are. One, why they become a dry? Because they died. They're not just all of a sudden become a dry bone. When a person was to dry, become a dry bone, they must be laying in the desert dead for years. They must be coming to the point that even death has invaded into them. And then the, because the death, when the death first invaded him, though that person was dead, but in the beginning, it doesn't look like a death. And when the person that was first dead, they close their eye, but their flesh still is the flesh. And I touched, the, one time I touched a dead person. When he was in the hospital, when we look at him, you touch it into the face, it still has the wormnesses in there. And that's the right end of the beginning. And then the skin is still um, flexible. But give it at a time. And then when the death starts to work on that other person's body, and then you will find out their cheeks started sunken in it. Their nose started falling in. And then the flesh started, but the worms started eating off. The tendons started eating off. It's like a backsliding the Christian. When the death started to first set in, it doesn't look like. They can still fellowship. They can still sit in the church. They can still talk about a message. They can still do everything just like a normal believer forever do. But death has already set it in. And when they're laying in the dead situation, lonely enough, then their flesh starts to deteriorate. Then they are more and more, doesn't look like a living person. But the death started to set it in. And the, the, the worms started to eat them off. I would say that the worldliness started to eat them off. The depression started to eating them off. The anxiety started to eating them off. The way that the devil treading them down started to eating them off. The condemnation started to eating them off. Devil doesn't eat a person just all of a sudden, poof, they become a dry bone. He eat them off step by step by step by step. 
And if that person doesn't, uh, doesn't realize that, if there's no life coming into that person, and before long, you will never recognize that person. It doesn't look like a believer. It doesn't sound like a believer. It doesn't smell like a believer. It's a completely dead. But how I was thanking the Lord, even that person in that death, even in that dry bone, even the flesh was eaten of the way. The joy was eaten of the way. The peace was eaten of the way. Doesn't look like a resemblance of any believer at all. But in that dry bone, still have ability to hear the voice of the shepherd. God preserved the ability to hear that no matter how dead, how dry, no matter how random resemblance like a believer, but God said, I preserve one thing for me. My sheep hear my voice. They might lay in the desert for years. But God said in that dry bone, I preserve one thing. That down that in the soul, there is a receiving station there that still can hear the voice of God. And Jesus said, my sheep, hear my voice. He never said to the sick sheep. He never said to healthy sheep. He said to my sheep. They're all my sheep. No matter how wayward they are, but they still have a hearing ability. No matter how backside they are, they still have a hearing ability. No matter how resenting that in their heart, but they're down in that resentment, there is a receiving station. Said, my sheep, hear my voice. When the sheep hear that voice, something starts bubbling up. Lord, I'm still savable. Lord, I'm still deliverable. Yes, my sheep, hear my voice. Psychology voice cannot put flesh on that dry bone. Educational voice cannot put flesh and tendons on that dry bone. There's nothing can take that death but only the voice of the shepherd. Let's look at some of the sheep here that is dead. There's one sheep called Lazarus. He's been dead four days. I wonder, physical death for four days, how many years of a spiritual death that a person has had? But Lazarus still can hear the voice. Though he's dead four days, the worm still to eat him up. And his spirit, his soul was wondering. For four days, but he has a receiving station. He can hear the voice of the shepherd. Because Jesus said, I call as my sheep by their name. He's a personal God. He doesn't care to the general. You're not coming here as a general team. There's no such a thing called the Cloverdale team. There's the individuals right here. That shepherd want to speak to that individual. It doesn't matter the one that beside you, but it's the one that he was talking about is you yourself. 
Lazarus. Jesus never called just certain man. He never just called everybody. He just never called he or she. He gave it a specific name. He said, Lazarus, come forth. Brother Branham said, if he just called that, if he just called that, come forth, he said, everyone will come forth. But he's a personal God. He's a personal God to each individual. He calls her name, so the Lazarus come forth. And when Jesus talked about the Lazarus, when his disciples talk about Lazarus, they said, he's dead. Jesus never called him dead. Jesus said, Lazarus slept. He never called him dead. He said, because they said, the disciples said he's dead. He said, you, for your sake, use your word. Yes, he's dead. But for Jesus, he never said that Lazarus, oh, he's dead. He saw, he saw Lazarus, he just fallen asleep. He just become a dormant. I wonder if there's a Lazarus that is not dead, but her soul just falling asleep. They just come into the dormant position, situation and they uh, lost their zeal. They lost their passion. If there's anything I want to see our young people, let's put older people I like, myself I like, I want to see a passion for the word. I want to see the zeal for the word. And zeal to live a life. A passion, a zeal to repent. A zeal and a passion to want to see the word to live a life that in us. If there's any desire, that's my desire. I believe it is a God's desire too. It's not just to live a certain life and just go into the church and then have a social gathering and, you know, we're coming to a Clorida Bible way. Where's the passion? Where's that of the zealous for God's work? Where's the zealous one that the life to live that the worthy for the gospel? I'll say the Lazarus has a slept. But even in his slept, in his slumberness, he still possessed something that in him he can hear the voice of God. Sleep. When Jesus used the word sleep, it also coming from another word means lies in the power of the evil one or is held in subjection by the devil. That is the person that is asleep. It's not just a physical sleep, but they are held that a subjection by the devil. The devil wouldn't let them go. Wouldn't let them come from their slumberness. The devil wouldn't take a loose his grip and then they were lying at the power of the evil one. But what can bring them out of that? It's the voice of the shepherd. He's still, though he's asleep, but there's still have a receiving station that in there, when Jesus called the Lazarus to come forth, then he coming out of his slumberness, and then he drew, go back into the flesh that is dead. And the life that is in that dead body 
was gone out of it, but one of the voids to bring that life back into that body and that that flesh that was drawn away, the nose that was fall off, it all come back automatically. And the person doesn't need it from an outsider to patch it up. It doesn't need it from an outsider to try to say, well, you need to do this, you need to do that. Hear his voice. When you hear his voice, and that will call you out of the stubbornness, and then when a voice will wake you up, then the life come back to the person, then all the stinkiness, all the loss of the flesh, all the rottenness, all the corruption, you're all fading away because the life is coming into the person. Because Jesus, he's a personal God. He said he called his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. When a person, my time's running out. We have the baptism also. So I, let me start to wrap it up here. But Abraham said, in the God, a shepherd of the sheep. It said, the sorrows of the tears that can never keep the shepherd out of the way. Corruption, he provided out of the grave of Lazarus. Lazarus was one of his little lambs. And he was laying in the body, bottom of a pit. A stone rolled over it. His body was molded. The nose had a drop in. The skin worms were eating him up. But a chief shepherd come up to the grave. And he knows his sheep by name. And if it speaks your name now and calls you, you answer. For there is going to be a time, said a prophet, that he will call and I will answer him. And when the God, when Jesus called Lazarus, Lazarus answered back. Not by an audible voice, but by him coming back to his body. And Brother Bram even said in a more, in a dramatic way. And he said, the Lazarus of four days dead. His body was corrupted, but a shepherd spoke. And corruption, corruption knew his master. And the soul that was a four days journey turned back into that body. And that body that had been embalmed, no blood. The cells was broke. He was rotten in the grave. But a shepherd of life spoke the name of his lamb. And his lamb let out of the blade, bleat and said, Here I come. I was wondering how many that has been in that slumberness. How many has been wandering their spirit and wandering away. But no matter how far you're wandering away. But that wandering soul can still hear the voice of the shepherd. And when they hear the voice of a shepherd, they have to answer. And like this, the Lazarus said, here I come. If he rejected, he will never be come back. But though he was sleeping, but he can still answer. How to answer? You answer by ignoring your feelings. No matter what situation that you are in, you answer it back. 
You're not looking at her dead body and said, it's a dead. But you answer like I asked her, like, here I come. You maybe don't feel that. Your feeling was completely gone. But here I come. That is an answer. Regarding, regardless of whatever you're feeling or your, uh, your emotion or whatever that is, you feel it or not feel it, that is not an important thing. The important thing is when God called, you answered it back. You recognize that the voice of the shepherd. And when the voice of the shepherd was spoke to you, and you hear it, and you said, here I come. I know I'm in a drought, but here I come. I know I'm like a dry bone, but here I come. I know my children is in a wayward situation, but here I come. I claim them. Regardless of what you feel or not feel. I remember when, the, I, know, I know I shared this a testimony before, but let me share it again. And when the, when the, the 2020, when Brother Ron was saying, one in the Brother Tom's that house, and when he saw the vision, and he said, I'm holding a baby, and we never know that there's a problem coming. And we just go forth, and we just go forth. But then later, months after months, then my my daughter one day that are coming to the office said he went to the, she went to the doctor and the doctor said she's impossible to have a baby. And then she was crying. But then there's a scripture coming into my heart. I shared it with some of that Habakkuk. It said he had for a vi- the vision he had for a appointed time. But at an end that he shall speak, he shall not lie. Though he tarry, wait for it. Because evil shall surely come. It will not lie. Though there's a vision, but there must be a word. You must hear the voice of the shepherd. The voice of a shepherd must be according to what God's word has said. Though there's a vision, the, the man of God has saw the vision. But I must establish my faith on the word of God has said. And my daughter, my son-in-law, they have to be established their faith on the word of God has said. It's nothing else but what is the word of a God is that that's not this of the Lord. And it cannot be wavered. And I remember, and when day, day passed, months has passed, and the things have become harder because of our waiting is the hardest thing. When you're expecting something, when you know it is going to happen, and you know it is going to happen, that's the word, that's the vision. But a waiting, no matter how strong you are, the waiting is like a torture. It's like a tormenting things day in and then day out. But in that time, you must be a devoted sheep. Devoted to the voice of the shepherd. And no matter what it is, that shepherd has said, I believe so. And I remember at one time, and my daughter was sitting at the back, and I was a sitter. After that, uh, after that, I go to uh, my daughter just sitting there with her. And I saw tears in her eye. And she said, Dad, how long? It seems like it's so hard. Just in waiting. Just in waiting. Then I remember I said to my daughter, I said, Honey, and afterward, I said, Don't let say, Woe unto me. We have the word of a God. 
We have the vision that a man of God has said. How long? I don't know. It's not my business. And it's not your business. But we're patiently waiting for God's promise to come to pass. It has already said, and it will come to pass. But I said, during that time, when God speaks, we have to do something. So I told my, I told my, my daughter, I told my son-in-law, I said, while we're waiting, don't let us just set a will of all one to me. You know, I, uh, when is it going to come? I'm just waiting. When is it going to be? I said, let's do something. I said, the Lord has to call you to serve him. Lord has called us, the whole family, to serve him. As far as me and my house, we will serve the Lord. If the Lord called us to serve him, let us put into the action. So I said, instead of a state of woe unto me, I said, open up your house. And let the young people start coming in. To have a place so they can go. Have a place so they can fellowship. So they can have a place so they can land over the pressure. And so while we're waiting, but let us do something. Brothers, that's the key. You're waiting for the promise of a God, but serve Him in a capacity that the Lord wants you to serve Him. While you're waiting, but you're working. While you're waiting, but you're worshiping. And I remember that my daughter came up to the front, and she was raised up in her hand, and she's praising the Lord. And my wife even coming here, because she thought she was coming, my daughter was coming here for prayer. But then my daughter said to my mom, said, Mom, I'm not coming here for pray to have a child. I'm coming here to worship the Lord. I'm coming here to give him a praise. I'm coming here, said, Lord, you have healed me. I'm coming here, said, Lord, you're still the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm coming here to give glory to God. I'm coming here to say, Lord, you have saved me. You have delivered me. I'm coming here to say, Lord, you have put joy in me. You have put peace in me. You have done the great thing. That is the work that we're doing. You give him a praise. You give him a worship. Just like Lazarus said, here I come. I'm coming to that body. That body, the nose is still flat. But now, now the life is coming in. Then the nose starts coming out. The body still stinks. The flesh was all rotten. But when the life started coming in, then the life coming in, the flesh starts to grow it up. Where is the grace? The Jackson here. Caught her over. Bring the baby. I want to let you see from your eye. It worked. It's not only the prayer work. Lift that Jackson up. And two years later, last year on October 17th, that vision come to pass. That word of a God said a vision yet for a appointed time, but he will not lie. And he will come to pass. Why? The voice of a shepherd she has heard. 
the voice of a shepherd that we have heard. When we heard that voice, we say, here I come. I'm giving you the praise. I'm giving you the glory. I'm not letting the devil to dragging me down. I'm not coming here just to pray, to give a child, but I'm coming here to give glory to the God. He's a real. He's a still alive today. He's still saved. He's still deliver. If you ever think that you cannot get rid of, he's still deliver. If you don't see God, here's the God. When God vindicated to the word, that's where God is at. If you don't know God deliver, here's the sample. If you don't know God save, here's the God. He's right here at this moment to whoever wants him. Have you heard the voice of a shepherd? The great shepherd said, my sheep hear my voice. And here's the voice of the shepherd. He's a marvelous shepherd. Let him feed you. He will feed you on his word. The Holy Spirit lives by the word of a God. Now they could have just one up there and excommunicated the whole thing, run them out of with a plague and kill them all off. He could have one up there and some fear among them in the Canaanites and in the promised land and drove them out of the country. But he said, Israel... It's yours. You go get it. It's your turn to make a move. They had to fight for every inch of a ground they stood on. And every promise in the book of the great shepherd is to his sheep. But brother, he will never come down and drive it away from you. You got to fight for every inch of that promise. But it is yours. It belongs to you. You must fight. It's a great shepherd. You hear it as a voice. But you must act upon it. No matter what situation. No matter what the devil is try to say. But his sheep hear his voice. If you ever hear it as a voice, then when you act it upon what the great shepherd has said, then every promise of a God, it belongs to you. Because Jesus said, no one can pluck them out of my hand. Do you still believe God is the same yesterday, today, and forever? I don't need to pump you up. But I believe God is still speaking. I believe He is still here. I believe the camp is not the end. Camp is the beginning of it. God still save. God still heal. God still deliver. God still can take the wayward children. Let them come back to life again. 
God can still take the dry bone and put the life into them and that flesh, the tendons, let them look like a believer, smell like a believer, talk like a believer, and live like a believer. God is still moving today and He's still working. I believe that a prodigal son can still come home. It doesn't have to be that years and years later. We don't know. We don't believe it. But patient and waiting doesn't mean the years and years we have to wait. We can believe right at the moment that the Spirit of a God will go to them. Like he called the Lazarus, said, come forth, Lazarus. And then Lazarus will come and said, here I come. It all happened in that eternal realm. But God can still move. Shall we stand? Let's bow our head. Do you know that a shepherd cannot lose one of his sheep? No matter how many sheep that he had. The reason he cannot lose his sheep is not because he loses the sheep, but because he's afraid to lose the meat of the sheep. It's not he's afraid to lose the wool of the sheep. It's nothing to do with that. The shepherd, if he loses one sheep, Brother Branham said, that will put a disgrace on him. The shepherd, if he loses one sheep, that becomes a disgrace for that shepherd. That's why the shepherd go long way try to find that lost sheep. As we bow our head, has God speaking to you? Have you lost your direction? Have you come to a point you feel like you're like a dry bone? Have you come to a point that you feel like that you're in the slumberness, you sleep and don't know where to go and don't know what to do. Have you fit into the category that I just thought in this silence of a moment? As I said, I'm not trying to pump you up. It doesn't need an emotion to pump you up. It doesn't need me speak loud to pump you up. Has God tugging in your heart? Has God speaking in your heart? If the Lord has to do so, do you want to raise up your hand to Him? I know it's a simple move, but the prophet said, by you doing that, you defy every, any, the law that honors the gravity. As we bow the head. Oh dear Heavenly Father, Lord, this is way different from the way that I want to go. But Lord, I trust is you try to speak to the, the heart of your sheep. So Lord, I pray that a voice of the shepherd be heard tonight. Whatever situation that his people that who are raising up their hand are, Lord, I pray that as they raise their hand, not to me, but Lord, to you, Lord, because they testify, they heard that the voice of the shepherd Lord, I don't know who is here, who is raised or who is not raised, but Lord, you saw it. Lord, we know that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. What you have done before, you're still doing today. 
Lord, as if someone lost the sheep, Lord, that's related to your reputation. Because if you lose one sheep, that will bring disgrace to that great shepherd. That's why, Lord, you said you will never lose one of your sheep. So, Lord, I pray if there is one sheep, no matter where they are, and no matter the situation what they are, they might be in the dark, dark hour. They might be in the place that feels the life has started coming out of them. And the death has started to set it in. Lord, I pray that a great shepherd's voice be heard tonight. So that they can do like Lazarus said, here I come. Lord, I committed every one of them into your hands. Lord, as you continue to move, Lord, we're having the baptism. So how I'm so thankful. Lord, that another soul, that another lost the sheep that is coming into the fold. Lord, how I'm so thankful that you that is a young lady that I hear the voice of the shepherd and give her, her heart to you. Lord, would you take care of your own sheep, Lord? And the taking them and guiding them. And the Lord, just leading them in every step that are removed as we give all the glory and thanks to you. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's sing a song. Uh, it can't be bound by a broken chain. Yeah, let's uh, just sing from the uh, first words, verse.
I can't sing that you have to help me. Whoever, let's just sing it all together. Reject verse up again. Just bring that verse up, Brother Nathan. Can you bring that verse up first? The one we just sang. God will not reject your prayer. No. Victory. The next verse. The next one. Lift up your hands. This is your victory day. Amen. Is this a victory day? Amen. This is a victory day. I thought, my, what a, what a service to have a baptism in. As the word would go out and say, the shepherd still speaks. Yes. The shepherd still calls. Yes. And then to have a, have a baptismal service proving yeah. that the sheep do respond. Yeah. Amen. Isn't that so beautiful? Amen. You can clap your hands because we're worshiping the king of glory tonight. Amen. Sister Ellie, it's not by chance that it would be tonight. Oh, sir. God has everything ordered for a purpose. Yes. Amen. So what a, what a service tonight. He still calls. And he's still calling. I'd say if he's calling your name tonight, respond. Amen, Sister Ellie, and that's what you did. You responded to the call. I was thinking about it. We were talking in the office there, Brother Ryan, Sister Elena, and just mentioning camp and the 
prayer line. You mentioned the camp, the skits there, the camp, and I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't get Esther out of out of my thoughts. Of course, being the camp skit that we did this year, but the Ryan how you put so much effort into that skit there, not knowing that you, your daughter, that would be responding to a call. Amen. Lord, just rewarding your sacrifice. Amen. And then how Esther and I just this, there's many scriptures that could be read there, Sister Allie, but I the scripture that was such a, a forming aspect of the of the of the skit. And, Matt, and Mordecai was speaking. And he says, For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, there shall be an enlargement and deliverance un- arise to the Jews from another place. And the scripture keeps going and says, If you don't, if thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed, and who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for a time such as this. And I was thinking how Mordecai would send that out as a question. But there came a point where Esther realized it wasn't a question. It, it wasn't something that she was, she was pondering. It became something of a resolve to her, Sister Allie. And as the call went out from the king, there was a response from Esther who then responded. But then it turned and she found out that she had a position and came to the kingdom for a specific time. And God has called you, Sister Allie, for a specific time. It's not a wondering. But it's now coming a realization that God's called me for this moment that I'll be a witness for his kingdom. Amen. That's what he's called you. It wasn't just, God doesn't call willy-nilly. He doesn't call just, just because, but he calls because he has a purpose. He called Esther for a time because she had a purpose. And so, Jelly, you have a purpose that God has for you at this moment. I'd say it's to show a kingdom, to show in the face of the enemy that the power of God's word still speaks to young and to old. And he has power to raise ones up and to keep them unto the end of, the, of time. Amen. That's why he's called you, Sister Ellie. And I just prayed, I, I prayed, Lord, as we prayed even in the back, I pray that there is such a passion that God just puts in you. It's such a resolve. Esther had a resolve to go before the king. I mean, that took some guts. It took, it took some real fire to say, all right, if I perish, we know the story. We've seen it now. But I pray that's what he places in your heart. Is such a resolve to say, Lord, whatever it takes of my life, whatever you desire of me, may I be like Esther to walk with confidence knowing that I'm in your hands. Amen. That's my prayer for you to, tonight as the Lord just would fill you because that's the promise. He says, repent and be baptized. Amen. And he shall give you the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that's my prayer tonight. He would just fill you and blanket you. Amen. Why don't we pray? Heavenly Father, what a privilege it is, Lord, for me to stand here. Lord, that we would hear tonight that you call, you beckon. And Lord, there's one that would respond. And Lord, I pray tonight, Lord, that it's not just a moment of a response, but Lord, it's a resolve within Sister Ellie. That Lord, as a songwriter said, I'll go all the way. And Sister Ellie, Lord, would go all the way. Lord, it's so fervently. So, Lord, determined, Lord, unfeigned faith, Lord, in the face of the enemy, she'll be a witness, Lord, that you would raise up in this last generation, this end of a Laodicean age, Lord, in the face of the enemy, that God still has someone that will stand on the word, someone that still has a tender heart, not crusted over by the things of this world, but tender eyes, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the response. And, Lord, may you now fill her, I pray. May, Lord, your dove, your spirit just settle so sweetly. 
Lord, I think about the little card that she gave. Lord, my wife, Lord, it just said on the front, never ending peace. Lord, I pray that that would be her portion. Lord, that it would be never ending peace. An atmosphere that would surround her, Lord, wherever she may go, would just emit, Lord, peace. Peace, Lord, Jehovah Shalom would be around her all the days of her life. So I commit her to you. Lord, you would take her, fill her with your spirit, I pray, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Sister Ellie, your confession of the Lord Jesus is your personal Savior. You followed his scripture, you've repented. Now it says to be baptized. So I baptize you today in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Let's all stand. That was a happy, happy time before the Ryan, the Ryan's family. How we thank you to see the Lord still doing the same saving business. Oh, my Lord, how I'm thankful to the Lord for the things that He has done. Uh, can we sing, um, uh, the, the, do you know the song, uh, 562 Worthy? Worthy? Yeah, yeah.
Lord said to my sheep, hear my voice. I want to ask, have you heard the voice of the great shepherd? It's calling you. Brother Bram said in the, my eyes just fall down a quote here. He said, my sheep hear my voice. A stranger, they will not follow. They are so accustomed to the shepherd's voice. Anything different from the shepherd's voice, they would not follow. No matter how songs are like, no matter how beautiful these songs, but they only hear the voice of the great shepherd because that great shepherd has laid his life down and purchased our salvation. And Brother Bram said, for down in there is a life, and life connects with life. Even from the outside, it doesn't see one sign of life. But deep down in thy soul, there's a life in there. And that life can only be connected with the true life of God, the great shepherd. You know, one time I was, uh, I was sharing it with, uh, with her sister. I told her, I said, don't let the devil tell you you live a hypocrite. Um, hypocritical life when you come to the church when you receive his voice that is your true life when you're outside of the church outside of the world in the world that's you live a hypocritical life you're not hypocrites when you're in in this type of environment you're not a hypocrite I don't care what you did this is the best thing you can ever do tonight this is your real life. This is your real joy. This is the real you that's really desiring and yearning and longing for. I don't care what you have done, even before you come in here. This is the real you. You know, when you're in the outside of the world, you can never be a real sinner. You can never be a good sinner. If you're the sheep of God, you can try. You will never become a professional sinner you always somewhere there's a leak there sometimes it's your eyesight sometimes it's your word sometimes it's your solemn face when everybody's so happy you live a hypocrite life when you're out in the world but when you come in here you don't have no need to live a hypocritical life this is your real gene that's a calling is that voice of the shepherd has called you. Shall we bow our head? Dear Heavenly Father, what a great shepherd that I personally know. Lord, as I lost the sheep, Lord, I heard your voice. Lord, it's a simple voice, just as simple as you called Peter, as you called Andrew, as you called all those disciples. Come and follow me. Lord, I lay down all my nets that in the world, the career, or whatever that is. Lord, I come. I said to you, here I come, Lord. Lord, I know that many, many of you here, they said that the same thing. Here I come. Lord, if there is one, if there is a some that hasn't said that, here I come. I pray, Lord. Lord, and made it quietly and made it in their heart of the heart and know they had made a move and I want to know you, want to come to you. Lord, and made it say that 
great word, here I come, Lord. Lord, I commit everyone into your hand. And Lord, we also put a, lay down every burden that we had for our loved ones, for our healing, for our children, for whatever situation that they're in. Lord, we heard the voice of the great shepherd. And he said, they that are heaven laden can come to me. I will give you the peace, Lord. Give you the rest. Lord, I pray that eternal rest of a God, that it be their portion as they commit themselves to you. Lord, as we leaving this sanctuary, go back to each home, I pray that your presence is go with them. May that a great shepherd's voice, Lord, just constantly echoing in their ear. And said, my sheep, hear my voice. The reason I speak unto you, because you are my sheep. Lord, we may reason, Lord, I'm not a good sheep. I might be a black sheep. But Lord, here I come. Because I heard the voice of the great shepherd. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. May the Lord bless you. Shake hands with each other until we meet again. If not here, I'll meet you in the rapture. God bless you. Thank you.